Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. In this episode, Mark Peterson, Vice President with IBM Global Business Services, discusses the future of work, leveraging IoT and AI. Okay, so IoT, right? How many of you have IoT already in your buildings? How many of you are going to put more IoT in your buildings? Right. So IoT is not new, actually. I mean, we talk about IoT as if it's a brand new thing, but the reality is IoT has been around a long time because you've had BMS systems with your HVAC and whatnot. What we're seeing, though, in the last couple of years, and this trend will continue, is that we're in integrating IoT into more areas. So how many of you have in, uh, IoT in your HVAC? Lighting controls? Water, very good, okay. Um, so others that we're looking at now, so the first entry point we see with most groups is coming in around energy management. So integration with your BMS system, but with that, then you usually tend to expand into lighting controls, both of which offer significant cost savings. Most individuals will see IoT savings around the energy management integration with lighting, sometimes 20, 30%, depending on how that's integrated from mobile technologies. From that, we're having people getting into occupancy management as well. So the trends of how your spaces are being used. And then also, um, within those spaces, um, how many people are coming and going? What's the heat load? We're seeing that in the censoring. So those of you who implemented technologies in IoT earlier, you're probably going to find a new resurgence away from single sensors. And you'll also find self-addressing sensors. So those are two things that we're seeing coming through. But the most interesting thing that we see, because sensors will evolve and we're going to have more IoT connected, is that your buildings are going to become their own OS. And that's the area for you to take a look at because it's the integration of those data points because the sensors will change. You're going to be swapping those out. You're going to be adding sensors around things like for in the building environment, it could be light harvesting. You could be using it for security management around voice and facial recognition. We'll talk a little about that when we get into cognitive rooms. But it's the building OS that becomes the interesting component here. Because once you get that building OS together, then as the, as the technology evolves, and we'll talk about AI and cognitive and on the edge, then, then you'll be able to then move that into actionable insights. And that's really what we want to see around IoT today. So uh, digital space management certainly is a hot trend. How many of you have occupancy sensors in your spaces today? How many of you are going down to the desk level? So not as many. So what we find with, with digitization and with censoring now is that we're finding more around not only the headcount of people into spaces, most notably around conference rooms, but also um, censoring around how the spaces are being used with some machine learning and algorithms that come across. So things that you're going to be able to note later. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? No. All right. So digital space management. Those of you who put your IoT sensors in, better? All right, good. So you put your sensors in your IoT, you're managing your spaces. So how people are coming and going, headcount utilization of that, the integration with that then takes that data, that raw data, pushes it in for some analytics. We'll talk a little bit about cognitive with that. 
What happens then, once you have the IoT for your spaces, the capability there turns into what we call the empathy engagement with, with your employees. So how are the people navigating the space? <laughs> how are they navigating the space as well as how are they using the space? But secondarily on top of that, and a trend that you will see is it's around behavior as well. So not only will you know how people are using the space, but you'll begin to understand if people aren't happy with the space because you'll have physical cues that you'll get from your data. So we're seeing that more when we get into machine learning and some of the, the higher level cognitive algorithms. The other thing from space management, and it's an unfortunate time of, of in, our, in our life and in our properties, is that we have to worry about a threat detection. So the capability also of using those sensors and the dynamics behind those to manage for threat detection. So you can see those not only in your spaces, but coming to your spaces. So censoring around space is, is the next area for, for significant growth. Not only geofencing around spaces so that you can get information back to your end user, your customer, or your employee, but also so that you can get some very specific dynamics around how your spaces are being used and whether you need to rearrange those spaces or even potentially, depending on the usage of that space, you may collapse a space or a floor given on a given day due to utilization. So integration between that information and your BMS. Make sense? Conference rooms is everybody's on everybody's high list. So cognification of rooms, and not just conference rooms, are something else where you'll see more integration with IoT. Not only because IoT is going to tell you how many people are in there, but IoT, when we talk about behavioral, can tell you if the individuals who are in the meetings are paying attention. So if we had the cognitive sensors here, I'd know how many of you are like, eh, I'm so interested anymore, and it would be telling me how many, I'm losing the room over here, I'm losing the room over there. So good or bad, um, but it does tell you how that interaction is happening. So increase in, in capability in meetings, in uh, engagement with individuals. So it's trying to give you that feedback loop during the whole course of your time. The other thing with um, IoT connections, and as you have some of your uh, video conferencing tools, is that with natural language processing, with machine learning, as we see it coming together now, not only can your conference room identify you by voice or you acknowledge yourself by voice, but it can also then take notes once everybody is in the meeting. It can email them back out after the meeting. It can assign people or let people know when you're going to be late for that meeting. Also can do real-time translation of languages. So if you don't have a natural language speaker for a given audience, you can have real-time language translation. So those are some other areas that we're seeing much more um, activity around the connected rooms. Leveraging existing technologies, which would be things such as integration with your work order system or your catering and hospitality area, those integrations um, are pretty dynamic. They're pretty solid today and not so much on the emerging side, unless they're just new to your environment. So two areas that we talked about was energy, space, cognification here of those rooms. But the issue here really is, and when we talk about IoT and in your workplace, it's your data. Because you have mountains of data. How many of you have systems in place that are over five years old? How many of you have IWMS, like space management systems with moves and changes that are 10 years old? Right? So when we start looking at that amount of data, how do you go back and take a look? And how do you really mine what those, when you're getting all those sensoring data, it's 
fine to know when someone's coming and going in your building, but how do you actually leverage that? So it's really about how do I get out of this data lake and unsilo my data? So there's certain things that we see more of, and it's kind of a pause actually in the industry around work, is we're getting more into analytics. We have the data, now I want to see what the data can do before we get into any cognification of the data. So tell me what I have. Oftentimes we'll get in with clients and they'll say, tell me what I have today and then tell me where I can go with that. So it's really about harvesting that data, getting you the analytics, seeing it in a single format, um, and it's the first level around the automation because until you get the analytics and the algorithms right, you can't go on into machine learning, can't go on into AI. So let's assume you have all these dashboards and everyone's great and we're moving on to the next step. So the next step you hear a lot of, and if you were in Claire's uh, meeting just a bit ago, you'll also hear from it there is about knowledge graphs. And knowledge graph is taking AI, which AI has been around for a really long time, um, machine learning, so it's trying to get trends out of that, trying to anticipate things, some predictive work's going on. Then we get into cognification. So, machine, so think of AI as um, if then. I have a question, it's gonna come back, it's gonna tell you. And then it's gonna to get to machine learning where it's gonna kind of predict what I'm gonna ask. So I have some, but it's all based on use cases. It's all based on if I asked a question, then the most likely outcome is A, B, C, or D. Cognification takes it into brain stem, just like your brain works. So it works in nodes, the same way that you would think of things, so that when it's looking at a failure rate or a person in a, in a room, is it, going to, is it going to walk through all the different dynamics? Is it gonna take into play that it's cold outside or hot inside? How many people are in the room? What the usage of the room is going to be? So the dynamics, you, you would think of it when you think of uh, self-driving vehicles and understanding that a child is gonna come out and knowing what that means, not just having to wait for the child to jump in front of the car, make sense? So what this does, when you cognify in a building, is now you're building things for you. And your building can understand natural language processing. So you don't have to necessarily put on an app. You don't necessarily have to use a chat box. You can, you can speak to your building back and forth. <clears throat> so hopefully this will play. and it's not gonna play. <laughs> All right, so I'll walk you through this. So what's going on here is the, is the, um, let's back it up. All right, so your brain thinks in nodes, and that's the way that, in, when you cognify within the back office, so I'm gonna sit there, I'm gonna say I'm too hot. System's gonna pick it up, the sensor's in your, and it's gonna say I'm too hot and it's in here. It's gonna go to your IWS and know where you are in a space, and it's also gonna understand what hot means, and hot means heat. It's gonna dynamically run through what are the various areas of heat, types of heat, and what does here mean? Is it in my space, am I in an exterior area? And then it's gonna run through each of the nodes. Is it a, is it a thermostat? No, is, it, is the window too high? No, is it hot outside? No, and it's gonna go all the way through and run through all of the lists that you would have had an engineer potentially do. So it's gonna walk through and say it's your HVAC unit, it's too hot, the valve is open, 
it'll send off immediately right then, it'll send off a note to the technician and then also come back and tell your employee that you know, we've resolved that issue. So this is really taking the building to a smart building. So in our interpretation, a smart building would be um, the building reacting to the employee or to the occupant versus the occupant having to adjust to the building. And then from that, <clears throat> so this is one area for cognification. The next area that we see as an emerging trend is really around what we call empathy engagement. And empathy engagement is your employee experience. So it's not just how your building is um, set up, it's not just your entrance to that, it's also understanding who your audience is around your, your employees and what they're looking to achieve at the end of that. So mobility apps, obviously. Um, outside of work, I can Facebook, I can get the temperature, I can get ways to find my way around the office or around the neighborhood. I can find out where my dry cleaning is. It's about pulling those into the office then for more mobility apps. It's also for letting me know ahead of time what's going to happen with traffic. It's walking me from one meeting room to the other. It's giving me the heads up notice, like before I came here, to let me know that um, here's my login so you can come through, use your app to get you through your visitor management system. The other environmental controls, it's about one touch. Employees want one touch to make things happen. So integration with your IoT and using those sensors, now we know where they are, where we can track them potentially. We can also understand what's going on in their spaces, enables us to have this sort of employee engagement where the employee or your occupant now knows that the building knows them specifically. It's learning as they click, it's learning as they move through the building, it's learning what type of conference rooms they like and how they like it set up or if there's a certain coffee that they like to have in their meetings. It's also talking about if they're hoteling, what is their, where do they like to sit, and already um, making those arrangements for them. Virtual assistants is the next area, and chatbots. You probably already are using chatbots. Netflix has some of that AI coming on behind it. But we're seeing that moving also into the employee area. So the algorithms around where I like to sit, they'll start recommending where you like to sit. If you want to go to a meeting, where's the meeting room that's going to be most advantageous to me if I have special needs? In addition to that, um, the virtual assistant today, when I get up in the morning, will tell me what's on my schedule for the day. I can tell it in natural language processing that I need to reschedule a meeting. Or if I'm running late for traffic, it will note that I'm running late for traffic and already go back and adjust my schedule and notify those folks in that cognitive room. And maybe reschedule my room if I've lost the window for my room. So it'll go through and do that. Find me a parking space when I get in. Um, it is about a work-life blend that comes through. So it's not only going to find my parking space, it's going to show me where my seat is for the day. It may even order that in advance. It may tell me if somebody called a meeting on the fly so that I know that I need to book a room or it will book it for me. It can also arrange things hospitality-wise, not only within your office, but it's going to be the connectivity to external systems that makes that difference. So if it's StubHub for um, an event, if it is dinner reservations with three of your colleagues or with a business uh, associate, then they'll go ahead and do that as well. So it's around having the virtual assistant pull that in for your employee. But let's go all the way back to that knowledge graph. The second thing that that does, when you have your virtual assistant for your employee, not only is that virtual assistant able to help you with understanding how your business is operating, 
that virtual assistant will also be helping through um, robotic, maybe robotic process automation to help do some simple skills around uh, algorithms, anal analysis, answering some questions for that particular person to help them in their job day. And then that goes back to your corporate knowledge graph. So not only are you feeding in the information to give you a great experience here for your employee so they know where they are using the IoT you have put in, but they're also feeding this knowledge graph for the building and for your corporate. So corporate knowledge and that when that employee transitions or some, somebody retires, you can begin the retention of that information and then use that for self-training for later. So we see that happening in a couple of different ways. So I'm gonna skip real quick forward. Virtual collaboration spaces will be something you'll see more around IoT as well. So augmented reality, magic leap, it seems a little far out there, but we're seeing more of that. One bank in Switzerland is using just virtual for their uh, employees at this point. And you can expect 45 to 50% reduction in uh, with integration on IoT around your energy management and building usage, at least 15 minutes a day on the uh, AI. But one thing, okay, we'll get here. We'll jump to strategy so we don't go too far over. So four things for you to think about. One is the strategy. IoT, we're very uh, distracted a bit today around shiny things. There's lots of new technologies coming out. Which one makes sense? which one has legs, it's gonna stay with you forever and it'll differ for each of your organizations. So what is that strategy? Make sure that that strategy is backed by data because no matter if you don't have the data, you can't have the AI. So hone your strategy, align your data, execute and avoid AI, AI tourism. So AI tourism is translated as a whole lot of pilots to touch things and try things and touch things and try things, but they never go anywhere. It wastes a lot of time and changes up your strategy and it causes confusion. So strategy is very important to ensure that you don't get too far into AI tourism. And then of course the change management that goes with it. Thank you for tuning in to What's Next. Have an idea or a point of view? Want to record a podcast of your own? Visit cornetglobal.org forward slash podcast.